Welcome to Reshoot, Amateurs in No Suits, too many movies to explore. Ruthie, Hector, and Ed, laugh till the end, let's see something never done before. I want to hear your, I want to hear your fixes, because it sounds like you have a more comprehensive, comprehensive vision than I do, because I don't really know how mine ends, and I have some mad libs parts where i was like i feel like you guys could come up with better oh ideas. that's fine we've done that before i mean mine was yeah. kind of like that too i was gonna be like i don't know you like do you like this i can i can workshop something in progress <laughs> no we've done we've done this that's before like the, the real show. way to make the pitch it's like yeah. you hear the person being like oh, i'd like it more if it was like that and you're like it is like that it actually always was so yeah <laughs> you yeah. read my mind in the future yeah. wow that's great i can't believe you knew that i that was always like <laughs> Yeah, write it Control down. Control F, replace. <laughs> We're all JJ. We're all JJ. <laughs> we are all yes, the JJs. Yes, yes. I am the all the. I am all the. In his, I'm sure in JJ's <laughs> mind, I'm sure in Disney's mind, it's like <laughs> we're all, all the, we're all the Johnsons, and I'm all the Abrams, and then just. <laughs> I want to be all the Taika Waititi's. Uh, <laughs> uh, not after Thor four, you don't. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I like Thor four, right. but uh, that movie could. I haven't, have yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's good. It just had some. It needs some it. rewrites. I like it. It needs a few more edits. You just need to like turn off your brain and enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> uh, turning off your brain is a very controversial thing to say on film Twitter. Uh, okay, so let me just. All right, I'm. I'm not yeah. trying to be bossy. It's just I. I lose track yeah, very easily yeah. with my ADHD. Okay. So Rise of Skywalker. My likes. Honestly, I love that the sequel trilogy just likes using puppets and prosthetics and yes. like ma- make animatronics yeah. and stuff it's great I like too. i don't mind cgi but there's just something nice about it being physical it hits different like you can tell like when they can interact with something it comes off better yeah yeah uh a really silly like uh ray had a little pistol blaster that she was using when she was in the they fly now scene it looked really cool i wish we saw more of it I just thought it was a really cool design. Oh, I know. Oh, Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, I already mentioned that's, that's that. Like I like well, my likes are like too. I'm like, I like that puppet that was in that one shot for a second. I mean, it's great. Hey, the people, work, people work hard on this shit, you know? I don't no, know I know. Love. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I also had to be like, uh, I like that light there. I'm t- there was a lens flare. That, that specific lens oh, flare? Oh, God, the lens flares. <laughs> yes. They're too funny to me. Uh, I like the. I honestly like this look of Kajimi, the planet. Yeah, I got like, yeah. I don't like. Oh, well, I almost went to this like, uh, the Force Dyad. I'm glad JJ kept that, and I'm glad he kind of added more to it a little bit. It was yeah. it was actually a really good idea. He of implementing stuff. Good job, JJ. Uh, I put Babu Frick with a heart on my notes. We love Babu. <laughs> In this household, we love Babu Freak. We love Babu Freak. He was, I think, in the uh, ad for Mandalorian season three. Like the, and I cannot wait. And I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. That's, uh, is that old? Yeah. I mean, Alien Yoda lives forever, so. Uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe Yoda's like 50? Yeah, he is. Uh, I hope it's like a young, suave Babu Frick. Who's just <laughs> he's got like a, a full a head pompadour. of hair. Yeah. yeah, he's got like a scarf and he like rides in a little speeder toy. <laughs> <laughs> No, he rides. No, 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 no. He rides in a regular. He rides in a full-on speeder, but like the handlebars have have handlebars. Oh my god! And then he's just like throttling the little handlebar to move the bigger handlebar. He's got like. <laughs> also, really good. 
<laughs> That's a really good one, Ruthie. That was really good. Okay, my last like. My last like. Uh, the saber staff fight, like when Ray was fighting Dark Ray, and there was the saber staff. Oh, Fucking love saber staffs. I wish there was. That yeah. was cool. I like oh, especially yeah. how it collect like it. It came. Folds. It became like a nutcracker lightsaber. Yeah, it folds. that was cool. They actually have added it in the High Republic books, so I'm glad they're. I'm glad people like the saber. I'm glad it would were... work as a nutcracker, but yeah. I mean, it would work as a nut slicer. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> nut melter. <laughs> uh... You have a peanut allergy? Not anymore. <laughs> You're into cock and ball no, torture. No, no, no. Oh boy. <laughs> 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 I, I sh- I'm not gonna delete that, even though I should. Uh, we say explicit. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, dislikes. Oh boy. I didn't write as many because I got way into the movie, but I can easily. Li- I I don't like much of the movie. The pacing's bad. Like my general big dislikes. The pacing's bad. There's. It feels like JJ was trying to make a video game version of this because he had to have his idea stretch his three movie idea. Oh my two. god. It does. It feels like you're watching the Lego Star Wars of this movie. Don't bastard. Don't bastard. I was about to say thank you. Oh, that was like my first like foray into Xbox, like console gaming. No, no. I like Lego Star Wars as a franchise and as an idea. I like all those Lego games. But I mean, if you you know how they are like, well, we just hop from set piece to set piece and they like don't do all the talking scenes. It feels like. It feels like you're watching Lego Star Wars cut versions of the cutscenes, without the jokes. <laughs> I would like. I think that that's an easy fix. Just say like, take out all the dialogue, give all the characters little like sign sign things. They just point to that. And go. Huh? Uh, uh, oh. The best thing of Lego Star Wars in, was in the original. Was in the second game when they did the original trilogy, and for uh, Vader revealing that Luke is his son, he holds a picture up. Of like a family picture, and he points at him. I don't know. It was great. I wish they. I love. I like. I'm glad the jokes are funny when they talk. They're still really funny. I was playing the game at my friend's house over the weekend. I wish they. I. I get. But I. There was something charming about them not talking. I don't like it. Yeah. The fact that they can talk now. No. It. It works fine in some cases. They, they still have good writers. Now? They, they talk, talk now. now. They talk. <laughs> God damn it! I took me too late. <laughs> oh they talk now they talk now they talk now the the problem with it is that he delivers it exactly like george costanza it like oh it, god man, that's it. Right. he's like it's like they talk now <laughs> like, jerry i can't believe it they talk now. it takes it it's it's so it's so cartoony that's it really why. is yeah all right uh, sorry just don't want to lose my spot sorry i just want to lose yeah. my place no no uh so they remade Kylo's helmet. That was a big dislike. It looks cool. He only uses it for like five scenes. It's, why, why, it's, it's, it's just toys. Yeah. And like, yeah, Abrams was not happy that, uh, that it's Johnson gone. got rid of a, got rid of a toy, yeah. you know? Like he's an edgelord, but I don't feel like he's that much of an edgelord, especially at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of like on the uh, up half of his art. I don't know. No, I get you. I don't like that there's fucking two desert planets. The one where they find Lando and then Tatooine. It just feels like in the same yeah. movie, it feels it's a bit so much. frustrating. It's like, even when we go to a place that isn't Jakku, which is basically Tatooine, we're on a different place and we immediately go to Beggar's Canyon. It's like, well, how is this possible? Like, this is the same situation. Yeah. I didn't think just go back to, ja- to Jakku. I would have liked going I, back to Jakku. Yeah. I, I don't like Jakku as much. It was good for the bit, but then afterwards... Okay, so 
Chewy, I didn't like the Chewy fake out and the C-3PO fake out. The worst one yeah. was Chewy because it's literally in the very next scene we reveal that he's alive. My stupid fix, or my stupid dislike, and I'm worried you're not going to get this one. I'm going to look really nerdy. Dio should freeze time once. And if anyone gets what I'm referencing. <laughs> Is that JoJo? Yes. yes. Okay, great, great. Is yeah, that a Dio JoJo freeze- reference? <laughs> it's a motherfucking JoJo <laughs> reference. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could create all- those like uh, like kanji symbols flying in the air. Behind I know, me. or the posing. <laughs> if, obviously, we're all po- we were all posing. If you've seen our pictures, then just imagine that yeah. however you want. It was me, Dio! <laughs> okay, so my fixes. I'm going to give you... Oh shit, I completely forgot. I made a fix and then never implemented it into the actual big fix. Oh. I'm deleting <laughs> that one. Okay, oh. I, I was going to say that Phasma survived, fix. but I forgot afterwards that Phasma, Phasma was in the... Yeah, but she's for- I love her, but she's so forgettable. I don't... Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, any- I love the concept and they never... I'm like, oh, right, I love her. I actually just love that actress, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, right? And yeah, I'm yeah. Just like, I'm just like, oh, they're going to do something great with her. And it's just... No. Well, so... Okay. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna so I said Phasma survived. Forget that. I don't. Phasma retires. Phasma she retires. Gets a wife. She escapes. She's yeah. Somehow Phasma returns. Somehow Phasma returns. Maybe she's like in the celebration. She you can just see her in the background with like the helmet, just like drinking yeah. out of the helm, drinking like a whole thing of booze out of the helmet. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Stupid fix over. Uh. <laughs> so we start with a title crawl. It's been four to five years since episode eight. Okay. Ray is teaching Finn and a few others in the re- in the resistance how to use the force. She can find some of them as force users. That sounds she goes awesome out, already. She scouts planets. Right. She's bringing them in. I'm intimidated and I already laughed. Uh, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So in mind, she's teaching them fishing. I have to fix this immediately. Like why fishing? <laughs> I was just trying to come up with ideas. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, I had the so, force too. <laughs> so. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not good. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So <laughs> I think what's going on to just give the dynamic better. It's not like Finn's a complete newbie by this point. Like, I think Ray within like a month after episode eight knew that Finn was a force sensitive and Finn was already figuring it out. So Finn's already knows most of it. He's arguably equivalent to like a knight. Yeah, because he's had all the physical training when he was a stormtrooper. Yes, so he's already the equivalent of a knight. He is going to... Uh, so he's more like a TA to all the rest of them. Right. You know, the right. teacher assistant? For you people who don't know what TA is, which is fine. Sometimes it'd be like I that. was going to have Broom Boy from episode 8. <gasps> yes! I was going to have him be one of them. Who I was is, expecting him to come back. I, yeah, but again, people don't <laughs> like the idea. Refuses. Yeah, JJ refuses. <laughs> Fuck that particular people child like, in yeah, particular. Right. Yeah, JJ should have written in a line says, I can't believe Broom Boy died. Like, what? <laughs> How? Broom Boy this... escaped slavery How... and returned to his home planet. <laughs> How does everyone know who Broom Boy is that you can just announce that? That's crazy. Yeah, he exploded. <laughs> Also, um, Admiral Akbar is back. It's like stop <laughs> just changing things because we're back. I am actually sad they killed Akbar on eight. I yeah, actually I am too. It was very yeah. unceremonious. I've heard it. It was yeah. I felt too. super sad. I think it was because the actual actor died, so I understand why. Mm-hmm. But like, it still sucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go into lightsaber colors here, just kind of give you an idea of where everyone's at. So there's like an unofficial very uh, way of explaining what colors do, like what lightsaber colors specify. 
Uh, blue is more like general, like warrior. Green is like you're a warrior, but you use more of the force. I think I'd have a green. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's like unofficial, like, but it's 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 close enough for people to see it. So, yellow, like the one Ray has at the end, is meant was originally used by the Temple Guards in the old Republic or the Republic days. Their whole thing was like we guard the temple, we use the force, we are warriors, but we're also willing to use. Ext- like unorthodox means of getting our mission done or yeah. protecting stuff. So they're like secret service, but yes, Jedi. yes. Okay. So yeah, so like they learn other skills supposedly. Whatever it takes. They're yes. CIA yes. Jedi. Ray has a yellow saber staff from the get go. Because again, maybe part of it is to honor Luke and the ones who came before her. Part of the staff is from the old broken lightsaber bit, but it's let the past die. That part does ring true to me. For audiences who've known for who don't know me, I'm not usually this serious. I just like Star Wars a lot. Uh, it reminds she, me of our Sonic episode. Oh god, the Sonic episode was wild. I actually like. He's a Sonic fan, so he's like all these as many references I can put. I'm going to. I I went wild. I, I still haven't seen Sonic two just because I don't have Paramount Plus. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah I still yeah. haven't seen it either. I'm I'm curious about it though. It's supposedly really good. Uh, so, uh, so, sorry, I'm just trying to get sorry. off. No, it's fine. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, so anyway, Bunny Rabbit has a purple lightsaber because she's yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Finn has a green Princess lightsaber. Sally. <laughs> God. Took me a second. Uh, Tails does not have a yellow lightsaber. He's an evil bastard boy. He has red. What about Broom Boy? What, what color? He's a child genius or the dumbest character either, depending on which cartoon you're watching. Yes. <laughs> Broom boy, yes. Yeah. Broom boy, I think would just be blue for training, general okay. training. He's young. He's a he's a a light broom saber. Oh god damn it! <laughs> That's perfect. That's half perfect. Half. Yes, That's I actually would. All broom. Yeah, <laughs> I think Finn, while having a green or blue one, I know this is gonna sound like a lot of people who've seen Rebels. He also carries a small blaster with him, so he can use both. I mean, yeah, he's a Ez- weapons dude. Because Ezra does that in the show. He has like a lightsaber if have you seen rebels no i haven't i haven't i'm like not well versed in the cartoon stuff but okay i've seen all the movies okay uh ezra has like a green lightsaber and a pistol i know it's a little whatever but like come on look if filoni can take stuff from the cartoons and re-implement it into the live action i can do it too Mm -hmm. and this isn't even a complaint it's just it doesn't i feel like if you're like the dregs of the resistance and there's this new threat, you're going to want to use, yeah, whatever means you can. Exactly. Yeah. So there's not, Di- Leia died already before the movie starts. Leia is dead. It's mentioned. We don't see how it's hushed. Everyone's just extremely angry about it. Like not just sad, but like angry. Like this sh- shouldn't, like whatever happened was a, just a whole thing. A, f- a horrible fluke. A horrible fluke. Gotcha. So, uh, there's barely any people who were in the... It, remember how episode 8 and ended with everyone... Like, everyone... Had... The entire Resistance could fit in the Millennium Falcon. That's how dire right. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to keep that. It's just grown a little bit in just four to five years. They, no one has hope. And hope is dying. I like that theme in the movie of Nine, that hope is dying and you have to really fight to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So, Rey is staying behind because she doesn't want Kylo to find out anything through the Force Dyad. Oh. 
So she stays behind and she's just training whoever shows up who's force sensitive. She's not even finding them. She's just staying behind. Yeah. Right now. Like she's ready to go when she needs to, but you know, she's like I'm taking a little bit like what you said, Matt. She's a much wiser person. She's going to think This is her like Luke realizing moment. like Luke moment of like as much as I want to be on the action, I have to sometimes take a step back. So it's just Finn, Rose, and Poe. They're all going on the missions. So I'm cutting to Finn, Rose, and Poe. They've been doing secret missions, like small guerrilla tactics, just to kind of take over small areas that are controlled by the First Order. So I'm, I'm going to give you the example. You can, this can be a montage. Rose blends in and gets, in and gets info from the locals. Poe comes up with a plan and then plays distraction by pl- flying his ship around. Finn, being who has been trained in stormtrooper techniques and army techniques. Strategy. Strategy, thank you. Yep. Is leading whoever he can to overtake the First Order. Just guerrilla tactics. Maybe have like a First Order... This is a popular thing on the internet I saw years ago. And I do like the idea of this, where it's just like maybe a few First Order troopers have deserted also. And they have old semblances of their gear and they're fighting with Finn. This is something I've read years ago. This part wasn't original. Also, each place as they keep going looks worse and worse. Like, it's whatever the first... Like, First Order's terrible, usually, right? They they take everything. They're like a parasite. But this is, like, uninhabitable after a while, even to the First Order oh, troopers. Oh, this is a Carthage salt the earth kind of yes. situation. And, like, it's just letting... It's just getting worse. And, like, Finn and Poe were getting more dejected. Like, maybe they look at each other in sadness or like maybe like when they're helping each other up after an explosion, like they linger a little too long on holding the hands as they're lifting each other up and they're just getting desperate. Everything is going to shit. So Ray hearing, you know, keeps hearing about this over time. She's reading every sacred text that she took like from Luke's hut. Did she take it or did Luke or did you have to put it on the, I no, like, she took it. She took it. Oh, <laughs> the implication like... was she took it because it was on the Falcon at the end. She took it. Uh, okay. that, she was he. Yoda was trolling Luke, but gotcha. she had it. Sorry, didn't mean to. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. No, it's just I again. I like it a lot. I remember Fair. a lot of that movie. So she finds something about a crystal. Uh, there was an old book I read when I was a kid. This is Hector speaking, not narrator. Hector. Mm-hmm. I didn't read it, but I read the back and I read bits of it at the library called Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And it was a crystal called the Kyber Crystal, with spelled differently than how it is with the regular lightsaber crystals, that if the user finds it, they have insane control over the force. Like, they're nearly invincible. This was supposed to be used if Episode 4 was not as successful as it was. This was going to be the original. This was going to be the next uh, film. Instead of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, With Luke and Leia searching and trying to beat Darth Vader into finding this crystal. And, like, one thing it did... Yeah, it's really cool. I I really liked it. Uh, So, this is what she finds. I didn't think of a name for it. I didn't want Kyber. I thought Caliburn. Then I remembered that's the name of the fucking Excalibur sword. So, I'm not doing that. What about the name Cyber? It's a cyber crystal. With an S. Mm-hmm. S-Y-B. The cyberpunk crystal. Yes. 2020. And Red. it's voiced Ray, Ray, by Ray and Kylo. Ray and, Ky- yes. Ray and Kylo are uh, 
forced dieting, they're like, let's cyber. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, uh, it doesn't count as losing your virginity if you do it through a forced dyad portal. It's, <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like oh, through, uh, through a hole in a sheet or, or like oh, through soaking. the mailbox. In, oh, uh, soaking. No. For soaking. No, don't. <laughs> It's a force power bottom. <laughs> oh God. Force jump pumping. No, stop it, guys. I can't re- stop. I hate, you, I hate you both. It's always my favorite part of the, ho- of the podcast, just throwing Hector off. I love I'm tearing this. up. Fuck. Okay. Oh, God. Get, get together. Okay. Sad moment. Sad. Uh, uh, hope need to fight. Okay. Kylo senses that she's looking for something, and he tells his generals to focus more on Ray. You get a good look at him as he says this. Like the camera pans and turns to see Kylo. He has bags under his eyes, even more than usual. His hair is messier and greasier. Can it be greasier? It can. It can. (laughs) If anything, it's grown longer and more disheveled. Damn. It's bad. He's unraveling. Huck starts to talk him off, you know, about the resistance gaining traction. But then all of a sudden, as he's mid-sentence, faster than it ever seen before, uh, Kylo, uh, Kylo pulls him towards him. And he doesn't just pull him towards him like and like force choke him. He grabs him and like, actually starts to squeeze with his actual bare hand. Like, no tantrums, just, I'm the supreme leader, you're gonna fucking listen to me. And, like, I have this bad habit of, like, how do you say this? Like, I, whenever I do reshoots, sometimes I tend to imagine them as, like, more animated looks for some reason. But I'm, if you can find a way to live action, kind of, like, give, do, like, the Ghibli hair rise and surprise or anger. Oh, oh you know? yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, right. I think that would be cool with Kylo. Yeah, you can do, like, the wind blowing up and just kind of, like, you know, through, yeah, teasing up. Yeah, that's that's doable. Yeah. I get what you mean. So... Huck says fine, and he looks scared, but then as soon as he turns around, there's, like, a small smile on his face. And it looks like he's appeasing the- well, and he, the smile at first looks like he's appeasing the Supreme Leader, but you can kind of sense he's hiding something, like some- Like, like you think he- like, is he kissing his ass, or, like, something else? Something else. Like, okay, he's trying to save his ass, but there's something else. Ray's about to leave when Finn and Poe say they're going with her. She's like, I want to go alone. It's like, we're going with you. Like Ruthie likes. It's my, I don't know. I liked it. I, I know. And I'm keeping it in. I appreciate it. And she doesn't object. She stops objecting. It's like, what about the liberation missions you're doing? And then they just put an arm around each other, you know, and they're like, oh no, uh, Rose has got it. She's been handling it the last three missions alone. Like we don't, you know, <laughs> like planning wise. So, so I think just to get a good sense of how the camaraderie works. For the three of them, yeah. the big three here, they're going to go on a few missions. They're going to stop in a few planets. They save a few people, right? Mm-hmm. To try and stop the cipher, maybe they try to find different people who can help. It's less of a video game fetch quest and more of this, like, we don't know where to look. Mm-hmm. We're trying everything we can. So they go on Kajimi. It's the last spot on the cipher map that Luke made. So this little girl gives Ray the necklace. I thought that scene was sweet when the little girl gave her a necklace, and I felt really bad for her. Oh, yeah, I like that, too. 
Yeah, but it, it got ripped away and never used again. And I get why, but, like, plot-wise, yeah, yeah. but, like, it just, I don't know. I think a nice little humanizing thing with Rey was sweet. So she's going to keep that necklace on the rest of the movie. So when they're in Kajimi, Lando's there, and he is fucked up. There's they, The little girl drags, takes them to Lando. Mm -hmm. Lando's fucked up. He saved her. And he's, I, I couldn't describe the injuries, but just, it's bad. Like, we don't know if he's going to make it. Like bad burns? Like what kind of injuries? Burns. I'll say burns and like some crushing maybe. Okay. Like, so Lando gives them the last piece of the cipher. Like the last page. Mm -hmm. Kylo senses it and then rips and he just kind of grabs in and rips half of that page. Okay. So now I was like, okay, you guys can't do it now. Ray gets angry and she's just lost hope. This was the last bit. This is what they were looking for. Have you played, I know you've seen me play it, Ruthie. Have you played Fallen Order? No, I haven't yet. No, it's on my list, but. Okay, there's these people called Purge Troopers. They are clones, or they're stormtroopers that could, for the most part, help Inquisitors fight Jedi. They, like, uh -huh. had, they were very tough enemies in the game. It's implied that Finn trained to be a Purge Trooper with the lightsaber training, right? Uh, because you can operate a lightsaber a little too well. Yeah. Besides the fact that he was force sensitive from the get, uh, but yeah, no, I, I see mean, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, no, but I see what you're saying. No, you're right. I, that's a good. I that's actually think you might be right. Yeah. So there's purge troopers. Ray just pulls out the saber, double ignites it, and it just starts going ham. Like she's killing them. I think with one of them, like she does the connect. You know how it's like the same thing. Like maybe when she does the nut when uh, she does the nutcracker, it's yeah. over someone's head. Yeah, just neck just slices the head off. It's just she's tapping into the dark side. She just once with one guy. By this point, Poe and Finn are already fighting with her. At that point, Finn is like, "Nope, stop it!" Like Ray, stop it. Maybe again, he's green. He has mastery of the force. Mm -hmm. I think some Jedi canonically could use the force to calm people down or calm animals down. Finn. He uses a version of that to calm Ray down. Finn would have that. Yes. So they get, they just run away at this point. It's getting too bad. They don't want to bring heat to Lando. They fucking book it. Kylo and Hux, we learn now that Kylo and Hux are in Coruscant. This was something that was supposed to happen in the original version of episode nine. It was supposed to be called Duels of the Fates. It was this, the guy who did, Colin Trevorrow, the guy who did, uh, Right, right, Jurassic right. World. I remember he did a script. I read bits of... I've, I've seen bits of it. I've seen bits of the script. I took the Coruscant thing. I'm not gonna pretend I came up with everything here. It was a cool idea. It was cool. I think it was just for a small bit, though. I don't remember much of how it was used. But I'm saying, you know what? Kylo says, let the past die. But Coruscant's a nice place. So they their book... Their capital is in Coruscant of the new First Order empire whatever you want to call it grandpa was here so why aren't why can't i yeah yeah <laughs> so rose is there at this point and she's like this is our last ditch effort we're burning out we have one more attack hey the three please come here so they come over and they're gonna get the people to revolt rose and poe hack into this media center radio control tower, whatever. And they show a video of Leia helping save people on one mission. And, like, she has her hands full trying to save people using the Force. 
Hux shows up from behind and shoots her multiple times. Uh... Like in the back? Yes. Okay. Like a coward. He would. Yeah, he would. Kylo sees this. And fucking destroys Hux. He's more unraveled at this rate. Like, he's inconsolable. Like, you know, it's bad. I think we're going to have to off-screen it just to leave it worse. Oh, so the decapitation for a PG movie is fine, but the kind of... No, I'm implying, like, he's doing some terrible stuff with the lightsaber. Yeah, but, like... And the Force. Yeah. Like, Kylo is unhinged. Does Kylo know his mom is dead already? This is... He doesn't know until now. Oh, he just... Oh, it's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. This was their plan. Ray senses this, and because he's so unstable, she can kind of, for once, have the more control over the dyad. She sees through his eyes the final pe- the un- the cipher. Oh yeah. Page. She puts it together. The crystals under the ruined Jedi Temple in Coruscant. It's completely demolished. Like it's you know the Emperor destroyed it. I notice an episode in the Mandalorian. That Luke was building a new Jedi temple somewhere else. Why not the original one, Coruscant? I think it was too destroyed. That's my guess, and I implemented it here. Poe, you know, being the son of a general of the Republic. Or wait. No, yeah, yeah. His dad in the comics was like a big pilot in the rebellion, and he was like a hero. So he uses that to try and convince the nobles and the higher class to rise up. Because if this happened to Leia... It's going to happen to them. This isn't the old empire. You're not cushy and safe. Mm-hmm. Finn, you know, didn't come from much. He kind of talks to some of the seedier, poorer parts of Coruscant. It's like, yeah, maybe some of you criminals did bad things. I was a stormtrooper. But look, I can make my choice now. And so can you. I'm kind of trying to bring Finn's journey full circle instead of just him being a raybot. I know. Yeah. So... Kylo's noticing that Rey's going to the temple, and he's like, what's going on? He falls after her. Finn and Poe at first get the upper hand, but while this later bit's happening, they're going to start losing in a bit. You can probably guess when. So, Rey uses her scavenger skills that she used in Seven to just navigate the ruins and make her way to the bottom of the temple, or near the near bottom of the temple. She can, As she gets close to the crystal, she can tell where it is. Uh, Kylo follows her. And because they're so close to the crystal, their powers are very much... Oh, they're already amplifying just They're already amplified just being near it. Ooh. So they're just, like, duking it out hard. Like, you know, uh, I was thinking, like, have you... I know I'm asking a lot. Have you played this? But have you played Force Unleashed? That's the 360 one, I want to say. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think I played that one, Okay, it's a hack and slash. They had a really cool move that I wish was used in the actual games where if you're able to press the lightsaber and the force lightning button at the same time, uh, Starkiller would uh, do like a, a slash, but it would extend uh, further with lightning. Uh, They're doing, oh, that's he, cool. Kylo is doing shit like this. You know, right, there's no flying. I don't want flying. It doesn't feel Star Wars if they fly. Yeah, keeping it a little bit more... So they're using a lot of telekinesis. They're bouncing around. Like, everything's floating. 
they're arguably making everything worse. They shouldn't be doing this in a ruin, but they're both just so emotionally damaged at this point, they don't care. So, like, you know, Kylo grabs it, grabs a jewel, and he just starts whamming on her. Like, she is not coming out of this. She's about to lose hope. She sees the necklace that the little girl gave her, nearly torn, still there. So she's like, she thinks back to her days as a scavenger, where she had to fight dirty sometimes. And she has one last trick. So she's running at Kylo. Kylo's like, okay. And just goes to go to Slash. He's expecting her to block it with the saber, like the saber staff. And he's going to probably do a fake out and then just, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah he's already, like, strategizing. Yes. Yeah. She turns off her saber as before connects, and then using the momentum and his surprise, whacks him in this butt of the head with the staff. And as he's disoriented, she puts her hand on his head, kind of like what Kylo did to her in Episode Seven when he kind of, in a sense, activated her Force powers. When he really, yeah, yeah, when she really started. Yeah, when off. he was trying to get her mind, you know, trying to get her, read her mind. She uses it on him, and he shows her, she shows him everything that he has, all the terrible things he's done as Supreme Leader. Because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of generals in real life stop. You kind of have to. They, they don't have to experience you, you have it firsthand. They just, like, send someone off to do it. The highest, you know, the politician, not to be too political, but the politicians who make all these choices, they don't see them as people. They kind of see them as just... Well, you know that old story about the how nuclear weapons, how they were going to set up the, the football, the, the launch codes for the nukes? Yeah. So the original idea, someone had the, someone said, tattoo it on someone's heart. So what happens is, sir, we need to launch the nukes. They bring the guy in. He's, uh, the president has to say, like, oh, sorry, Bob, it's time for the nukes. And he has to pull out a gun and kill the man, read the code off this guy's heart. And somebody heard this story and they were like, what the hell? If you did that, it, no one would ever use the nukes. And the other guy was like, yeah, that's the fucking point. Yeah. He can't see. That's really cool. Yeah. So sort of like that. Like, you need to see what you've been actually doing. Why you need to stop this. I don't care about power. You know, it's like, I just need you to stop this. She has to... So, I think the imagery is like... He sees all the chaos and bloodshed and death he has caused. And more importantly, as the last memory... He sees a moment where Ray caught... You know, strong... Never... Fe no fear... Has to do whatever has to be done. Leia... In her own room, crying over Han and Kylo and Ben, her son. How they're both lost in different senses. That would break him. He is such a mama's boy. He's a mama's boy. So, and I'm saying as this happens, I think the imagery would be like the room is just, everything is super suspended. Just Finally at peace, but Sort yeah. of, but like everything, this is the moment that decides everything and time seems to literally almost stand still. Kylo uses the crystal, pauses, uses the crystal to heal Ray a little bit, just a little. Again, you need impossible power to heal even a little. And then the lightsaber floating, his lightsaber just floating, 
slices the crystal in half to never be used again before throwing it even for his lightsaber further into the abyss. It's now lost. The darkness is literally behind him now. He gives up. He tells everyone to give up. He's the leader. They, you know, they have to for mm-hmm. the most part. Everyone celebrates. Finn and Poe kiss. They're free. They're free to do what they want. Yes. Ben, I this last bit I kind of took. Uh, there's a YouTuber called Cosmot Variety Hour. He had this thing of fixing Episode Nine. I don't remember much, but he one thing that stuck with me was it would be much more interesting if Kylo didn't just get the cheap ass. Oh, redemption arc. Oh, and now I'm dead. I'm a good guy. Now I'm dead. Uh, yeah, I hated yeah. that. Make him have to face the reality of what he did for the rest of his life. This is the rise of Skywalker. The last Skywalker has risen from the darkness. Mm-hmm. And Ray is watching over him. There might be a romance later. We don't know. We're yeah. not going to know. But it's again, like step one is fixing me. Step, step one is, is fixing me, fixing the world, then maybe us. And that's not going to be in the words. That can just be shown through a look. Yeah. And then that's where it ends. That's good. I mean, that's yeah, really good. Mine was dark. I mean, it made sense. I like the, how fully thought out it was. There's a lot in there that's really, really good. Really, oh, thank you. Really good. Knocked it out of the park. Thank you. Yeah, nailed it. Forewarning, mine is not as complete as that. Hey, that's fine. My last one was my, like, my, the last episode, the episode, the one I'm about to release when this week when we're recording this that was my worst one so like i think in a while so like you're fine i and we bring like uh unfinished stuff to the table and we can kind of like workshop it together yes. yeah. we can judge it the uh well should i just go through my stuff or do you want to say how, how do you, you want to do it yeah you tell us okay okay so i'm gonna just do speed through my uh my parts because a lot of stuff we've already talked about in just you know jumping around a little bit throughout yeah so um i kind of like that uh the emperor's been every voice in kylo's head i even though that's like the first of like a billion retcons in this movie i just like that as a concept that he's been there i like the emperor's creepy makeup I, I think it's another great Ian McDermott part, uh, performance and he's, he's fantastic in all these movies. Um, I kind of like that Ray has unique parentage, although I don't necessarily like or care that she's a Palpatine. Um, I didn't, I, I thought the, she comes from no one thing. I never really, I thought it, that could be the case, but I never really a hundred percent trusted Kylo in that moment. Because I'm like, he could be saying anything to manipulate her. I don't know that he's necessarily telling the truth in this moment. Um, I thought the spy idea was fun, just there being a spy. I thought that was cool. I liked all the tactile Muppets and stuff like that. I love Carrie Russell, and I'm just happy she's in this movie. All the creatures in the uh, Kijimi bar, I thought were really cool. Um, uh, I liked liked when C-3PO's memory was wiped, and he is just like introducing himself in the middle of a very tense situation and not getting the tone of what's going on. I thought it was a really good performance by Anthony Daniels all around in this movie. Um, I like the shot where it's one of the best shots in terms of composition in the movie when all of the rebel characters are 
around the uh the deceased leia and they're all standing around her in sort of like a um renaissance funeral portrait almost and it's just like oh, yeah. it's just like a still or maybe just a camera pullback moment but it looks it's really really uh a nice um i love i already mentioned i love the the uh, harrison ford's performance when he's speaking to ben in that scene um i think daisy ridley even though she has like a really impossible role as written in this where she's like constantly tense or angry or stressed or feeling all of them at once i think she is a continually watchable movie star and i think that when she's wearing luke's x-wing gear in that scene she looks absolutely fucking adorable and it's like one yeah. of the cutest things with the big helmet and i'm like oh it's she's wearing the classic costume like it just made me really happy in a in a geeky yeah. way yeah, she did that um, in seven she had the like toy x-wing helmet that she had like she was, it, she was yeah just i don't think around. it was a toy i think it was oh, yeah. one she found from well, yeah, the it was an actual one but she right right she but it was like her, yeah yeah, yeah like her, her almost like this is my dream i'm gonna cosplay this a little bit at home while mm-hmm. i'm doing this and i love that fulfillment of that um i like seeing luke again even though i feel like old luke is sometimes feels more like mark hamill than he does like luke in that he's a little bit sass here <laughs> which yeah. is funny but i but i love mark hamill so much and all of yeah. his i'm fine with that this. yeah like, i'm completely fine with that um so my dislikes we've gone over a bunch of things that i like i really went into a ton of detail but like yeah i'm not sure what kylo wants whether kylo wants power or he wants to be with ray or he wants i'm I'm not sure what he wants that's that's a big thing um in the very early on in the movie uh they do this light light speed skipping thing and i feel like the entire movie is light speed skipping over a billion (laughs) ideas don't like this idea here's 10 per second maybe you'll like this one it goes quantity over quality in 10 in the first 10 minutes of this movie we have the emperor's alive he created snoke he's been every voice in kylo's head kylo wants to kill him then maybe he doesn't ray's parents aren't who you think they are star wars chess two new alien characters tie fighter chase light speed skipping across four different locations that we never see again giant sandworm and ray is floating with rocks that's in 10 minutes of movie and that's like a lot to keep track of that's like <laughs> like not even five minutes per sequence that's just like a lot um yeah. it's, it's a lot to deal with in the movie in terms of even though the action sequences aren't constant the delivery of exposition is kind of constant in that way and i've already mentioned it before but like okay yeah leia's stuff is really chopped up uh and awkward and just uncomfortable because it's like it's you it takes you out of the movie to really remember she's dead they had to jury rig this together every time you see it um and the dialogue is always feels like it's predicated on getting a page count in final draft where they're like how do we make this dialogue as short as possible there's a secret there's an exchange where ray sees finn she goes bad mood he goes me she says him and he goes always and that's the full exchange and it's just like why is no one speaking in complete sentences is this just to get it under a page limit because it feels that way in that horrible modern screenwriter way where it's like i I can't have any dangle it's like it doesn't matter the audience isn't seeing the screenplay you know just write it so it's good um thank you i never realized what was wrong with sorry sorry i just never realized it because i was like they're the quipping it's like it feels like it's yeah. genuine and but it's not thank even you. full sentences of quips it's not even like spider-man quips where he's like at least saying a full thought they're, they're half sentences the compressor's down oh i know i was there and finn says every time what do any of these things have to 
They, they're just phrases. They've been, yeah, the lines it, been chopped down to make the script shorter so much uh, so we can fit in all these uh, unrelated ideas that even the dialogue just feels like, you know, it's like there's no you scruffy headed nerf herder. There's no, you know, there's, you know, there's no iconic lines. In like techno babble. Like, yeah. Somehow Palpatine yeah. returned. <laughs> Which yeah. is the greatest movie line in history. Okay, and this is another great example. Huge exposition here. How did Palpatine come back? This, this is the exact line. Dark science, cloning, secrets only the Sith knew. That's three sentence fragments back to back. We're not sure if this guy knows it's true or if it's just speculation. But that's all we're given on that and that we don't know anymore. But it's also like, secrets only the Sith knew? What about Genosha? What about the Clone Wars? Like, I'm not even that hardcore of a fan. It's like, I mean, there was cloning. Like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, this isn't that secretive. Um, so I don't really like the final order. I don't like the, the secret fleet of starships. I don't like that Palpatine reveals it all. I don't like that the the Knights of Ren only get like five seconds. Um, I hate the whole, I feel like it's really tortured. No, what's your last name? That as a repeating thing is a really annoying. It, yeah. it feels like no one's asking Chewbacca his last name at any point. Like it doesn't, it's like if there's all these different creatures and cultures, you know, I can yeah. understand a little kid asking that, but like, why is, is, does every group have a last name? Like not necessarily across this well, yeah, galaxy. Like, here on earth, not everybody has a last name. Like, right. It's like, no, Madonna, what? Like, no one's going to fucking say that. <laughs> Prince, it's like her what? Name's Madonna. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, Justin Bieber, out. what? Wait a minute. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. My what name, what's your name? Batman. Batman, what? Smith. <laughs> it's like, no, what? I love, I love uh, Zori as played by Carrie. I love Carrie. But Zori is an awkwardly written character who's like, I'm immediately mistrustful. Also, here's the best thing in the world. I forgive you in like the course of one scene. And it's like, yeah. you gave your one get out of jail free card. And it's like, to a guy it's the magic hate. docking token. It's like, why? Uh, I love the Force Dyad as a concept. I feel like it's so much less fun here than it was in the previous movie where it felt weird and strange and new and vaguely intimate it's like is this romantic or a threat we don't know and that tension was so palpable in this one it's like objects can move through it and it's like why okay they can um so uh it also feels weird that just like kicking vader's helmet around it's like what a metaphor um (laughs) so uh yeah uh, you know, a lot of people get thrown by the wayside. Rose, Maz, we've talked about that. <laughs> There's a lot of like uh, director arguing, and it's really awkward. It's like a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. It's like, okay, that's what the audience was, you know, angry about in Last Jedi. It feels weird since we just saw Kylo throw his in the previous scene in this. So even there, it but feels his weird. Is evil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's a bad guy. Good is good, bad's bad. <laughs> i'd get movies they're deep um so uh i feel like we get a lot of random shit there in that last scene and i think but i think like the the major the palpatine fight thing is just like the flashing lights headache inducing painful awful i don't and we're just he's like doing his plan while he's explaining it in a weird ah the power of two restores one it's like okay you're literally telling me that for the first time sure 
It's um, funny because like he's narrating it to like this audience. Like we don't even know who the audience is, but he's like playing ref and like the the heel in like a wrestling match. Oh god! And you're now right. she will right. strike me right. down. He's like like good old Jr. should be there. Oh, it's the power of two restoring one, but he's the one doing it. And he's also it's mm-hmm. like I also find it like the one of the problems with the tone is is just that like at the end of this third movie it should be triumphant but like it's literally everyone on exegol exploding and dying as hopeful music plays because they're like well this moment should be hopeful so just throw in some hopeful music while sad stuff happens it's 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 really weird uh okay so fixes and i tried to mine is split it's like halfway between both of yours where it's not a full rewrite um but it definitely takes more of the stuff there's one major part that I'm not 100% sold on. I feel like it's too Marvel and not Star Wars enough. But I think it's almost solved by the idea of that force sucker from the entire planet, whatever it is. I love that idea. And I would put that in mind if I had even considered it. Please, um, please, please, please take it. Also, please but, play KOTOR 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. I did. It ends with a bunch of rancors on the moon. That's it. Um, so... Um, I would say that first things first make if Palpatine's back I don't mind that I don't mind that Palpatine is back because I love his performance I don't mind that he's is part of this rig or whatever I uh, I don't mind those ideas because I think what's hard is you want Kylo to have or some sort of redemption even if it's too little too late, even if it's him having to, you know, address the atrocities he's done. You know what I mean? You want Mm -hmm. him to somehow, you don't want Han and Leia's kid to be completely unredeemably evil. And that's a, a problem that these movies have had to deal with just in terms of how they were constructed. Um, and, that means in order for there to be a satisfying big fight, I feel like you need something you need Snoke, but Snoke's gone. Cause Ryan's like, what if this happens? <laughs> and, it just, and it's like, it was really cool at the moment, but then you're like, Oh no, what do we do with the third oh, movie? Shit, like, we needed him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like he functionally. Yeah. You, but like you George R. R. Martin yourself. Yeah, exactly. Oh no. Everybody really liked him. Um, well, I thought it was more like he wrote himself in the corner, and that's why he can't write the new books. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, I'm that's your likely character. true, too. But it's like, it's also just like what happens when you don't have at least one mind or even a couple of co writers being like, here's what could happen over the story of these three movies. Now mm-hmm. let them go individually and write your dialogue and put in your plot points and set pieces that are unique and individual. But without that overarching vision, you're sort of left with, left with these disjointed arguing movies. But um, I agree with uh, Leia being gone at the beginning and that creating, I think that should be used to create some sort of stakes for Kylo. I like your idea of Kylo being uh, sort of losing more and more control. My idea was sort of that uh, there would be some sort of coup within the Empire to try to unseat him rather than... Oh, that's cool. uh, do you know what I mean? Because like, he's not Vader, even when Vader and now there's no Snoke. So it's like, if Snoke was the guy who was a calm, cool and collected evil, 
now we only have this guy who's getting more and more petulant, who's a jilted lover. He was just rejected by this person he's got this spiritual connection with. And he's probably losing his shit. My, my question was always like, then what does he want? Does he want revenge against her in some sort of like toxic masculinity way? Is he going to try to destroy Jakku or something? Uh, just as a way of like being like, look what I can do. Fuck you. You don't want me. I'll destroy what you love. You know, is it that kind of thing? Or is his goal something different? Is his goal specifically to get back to her and convert her? Or does he not know? Is he just lashing out like he often does, smashing up consoles? But the idea is that regardless, he's at a place of being pushed to his emotional limit. And it's pushing him further and further into the dark side, but just making him a shittier leader. So Hux and the other guys are like trying to find some way to depose him and send him on more suicidal missions to encourage him so that once he's gone you know they can uh take control i think i think my idea was just that the empire has been for far too long at the mercy of the sith these ancient wizards who have their own selfish devices we need a unified authoritarian front with men who believe in science and technology or something like that and trying to create a schism there um, yeah, we've tried the old-fashioned dictatorship. Why not some just good old-fashioned fascism? Why not? <laughs> right, Let's exactly. Treat. Why can't we just have, like, a plutocratic fascism? You know, like, exactly. America! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, this feels very prequel era. Like, great job. Like, I... As long as loves that's the, the biggest insult you could ever tell an old man. Like, <laughs> but no, I'd say <laughs> you just said it was what? Fuck this podcast. <laughs> Unless you meant Watto and Boss Nass, who I stand behind. <laughs> I'm not Boss Nassing your ass, uh, man. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're the boss ass of this ass. Oh, yeah. That's a, only a true fan would understand that. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, I like the fun festival in the desert. I like that stuff. Mine, mine is to take what's there and put it, it basically strip away all the stuff that doesn't work. And then I'm not sure how it would uh, fit together, but I feel like that's what rewrites and zhuzhing are for is like, and I think the Figuring biggest, out, yeah. the biggest difference between, and the biggest problem with all of our takes is maybe that it focuses and, and I think this is what JJ ran into is that it focuses on trying to make all these disparate parts come together in a satisfying way in a movie where we got to find some way that like, you know, our main characters have like a story like that. They not just plot to deal with, but like that same thing of like a story of like, she thought it was this, but she realizes she was this. She goes through this significant change and it's like you have those little moments in the previous movie where it was like Ray coming to terms with what it means to be a Jedi, uh, Finn realizing, trying to discover where his loyalty is to this cause, and or, and, and uh, Poe realizing that leadership doesn't always mean he gets exactly what he wants all the time, and he's always let in on the plan. Uh, his his ego has to take a, a side trip, and Ryan was good at even if those aren't always the most satisfying little stories they are little character stories that felt like they were going somewhere and it's a shame we didn't get to see even if it wouldn't be the perfect star wars movie at least what ryan had planned because it felt like he was building to something but i think he might have been too clever by half in setting something up a puzzle that only he could solve and and diverting so much of what jj had set up that was really obvious that when he was subverting it it seemed cool but then yeah maybe it was the paint into the corner problem 
Um, I don't think it's possible to convince me that Ray could ever go to the dark side because she's been a cinnamon bun for two straight fucking movies. There's no version of it where she could be like, I could see her having doubts, but I can't see her even having Luke like rage for anything. Uh, I might have to respectfully disagree with you there. Okay. Uh, start. Uh, I feel like the best way to show a character's mindset in Star Wars is through the lightsaber fights if they're force sensitive. And she is furious. Since Episode Seven, she fights like a dark side user half the time. That's true. Oh yeah, especially yeah. But she's also not really trained yet either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not yeah. like she's been taught what to do or what not to do. I'm not saying that she has no capacity to be tempted by the dark side or whatever. I'm saying oh. the threat is not to it's me not, as a oh, film yeah. goer, it's never going to be like seeing her shrouded in like sexy Sith outfit. I'm like, that's cool. That's a fun cosplay, but I have a zero expectation that that's going to happen at the end of the third movie of a proposed trilogy. Like it would be maybe the greatest writing. Fuck you to fans of all time. If that happened and she did become evil and that's the end of the trilogy. And they're like, fuck you. What happens next? You're just like mind blown infinity war. Like what? (laughs) But like as, as a realistic expectation of a Disney star Wars movie, no, I I'm pretty sure that love is going to conquer or hope is going to conquer all. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel to me like a realistic threat. It's not that she, it couldn't happen. It's just that, her, it's incredibly unlikely for her to gate boss girl keep uh whatever it was girl boss and, keep and, and, just, and i like i get that she could be you know be like oh i'm a palpatine i can't you know but like i don't like that i always liked the fan theory that she was like obi-wan's kid or something like that i always thought that was more interesting just because he's a more charismatic character who has less to do in this trilogy and it would be a fun thing but uh, having her be a Palpatine introduces this thing that's, like, not interesting to me. It it just makes her feel grosser and weirder. <laughs> like, ew, what does that yeah. mean about her? It's not satisfying in any way. So I would I would have, if you have the Emperor back, her being a Palpatine, no. Get rid of that. Um, and, yeah, my, my thing with the Emperor being back, I feel like functionally having a big bad is good if if kylo is sort of like capable of redemption because it gives you something else to fight Fight. against yeah um and functionally it, it just makes sense and i mean you could also have it be something else where it's like there's not really any these threats that happened in like the prequels and some of the others where there was like some technological threat it doesn't seem as palpable in this and we haven't done any really cool stuff with droids besides cute droids in these movies and maybe there's some sort of droid threat uh and maybe you know maybe there's a reason for why that hasn't been done but uh because of you know what we see in episode one but maybe there's some sort of like um we don't see anything like interesting like general grievous who's just like a crazy character design that's part of what i kind of like that third prequel more than the others is is just like it's just an insane idea that feels like balls to the walls and we don't really see that um and i i think the other thing i would do is give 
each of the three planets that we go to in this movie more specific personality and more uniqueness because they barely leave a blip for me in terms of like i like um like cloud city is iconic hoth is iconic like uh endor the moon of endor is iconic um Mm -hmm. and uh of course tatooine is iconic and like it's just like these besides the um i guess like the place where luke is and the the salt planet with the red dust like we don't have that many interesting locales it's like we've got a yavin-esque base with the rebels and then it's like this ocean planet which just seems like earth it's just some ocean on earth and like i feel like we just need like a more interesting set pieces which build so much character into the movie and create so much fascination how many times have we in a game flown around on hoth but it's still fun because it's an interesting locale and there's just no place as much as i like the idea of like the smuggler's den slums thing i feel like it feels more like just a built out moss eisley on a different planet than it is its own unique thing and and they did it in solo and they did it in uh yeah yeah it's it's just it doesn't feel as creative and um i also feel like there's a lot of like getting across the galaxy super fast in this movie where it's like ben's still standing on the ship while she's already on luke's planet and our the other duo of guys are back on the rebel base and it's like how long has he been standing there are these happening at the same time it's a really weird a really weird timing thing that feels also game of thrones late game show where it's like people are just anywhere around the map they need to be to make scenes more interesting at this point um i had sort of an overarching i think the most interesting thing that is going on in these is the force dyad and i think what would be more fun is if we built out the mythology of what that means like within the movies and what what that could be which is that i thought maybe if the force has sort of a will of its own and sort of has like a a a flexible almost mind where it's like it's trying to be like some sort of like web of fate but it doesn't have all powerful control it can be bent and changed like a little bit i'm not sure how how that works in terms of like every if if star wars is, is a universe where everything must be a certain way or but they're all these like failed prophecies you were supposed to be the chosen one sort of suggests to me that there is a prophecy and the failure of fulfillment which means that fate can be bent and changed or broken and i was thinking that um perhaps because ray and kylo share this special bond and to me the most logical thing is like why do they have that special bond well it would make the most sense if they were related in some way but because parentage is in such a it doesn't make sense for them to be like genetically related in this way. Maybe they were like created or born of the force at the same time, like worlds apart and have some sort of like cosmic connection between them as an entity of uh, that with a tendency towards good and an entity with a tendency towards evil or the light and the dark side as a way for the the will of the force to be trying to balance 
uh, to bring balance of itself rather than creating uh, a perfect savior who would ultimately destroy the other side, but to create a sort of a yin and a yang who would stay in constant opposition and sort of a scales of balance of one another. And that true destruction could only happen if one side overtook the other, because that meant the dark side would win if either of them destroyed the other or converted the other. And so the reason that their connection is so strong is because they, uh, they need to, they're, they're finding that communion across time and space, which sort of bridges that gap. Have you, um, you haven't seen Clone Wars? No. There is that an, part of it? There is an arc where something similar happens. Yours is a much more real, much more, a much less confusing and much more interest, nuanced take, I think. <laughs> oh, thank so you. They're, they're born at the same time. They're energetic. They're opposites. What you're telling me is Rey and Kylo were the original Geminis. Yes, exactly. I don't know anything about the astrology. Astrology. So yeah, there, there's that the twins, the Gemini. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good yeah. Question. Exactly. Yeah. And like, oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, before I forget. Uh, so since Kylo has everyone, since Kylo and Seven is like being told by Snoke that you have to keep fighting the call of the light. Would it be that you said one is of light and one is more of darkness? Would it be that Ray is of darkness and Kylo's of light, and they're both doing the opposite of their nature? I think it's that. I I don't know. It, to me, it's still a hard sell that Ray would be, because I I would say that the implication that okay, so we have this like Rashomon moment in in Last Jedi where both. Uh, ben and Luke see this moment. Di- the same moment happens, and we see it from it's. It's something that's totally unique in Star Wars. We see their memories play out, and to each of them, it's like just a little bit different. And it's like he's like, I thought I saw the evil in him, which I think would be the tendency towards evil. The reason he hasn't fallen to it yet is because he's constantly been surrounded by people who represent good, which is. You know, Han Solo's sort of like roguishness, but ultimately good. Leia's ultimately a force of good. Luke, ultimately a force of good. Uh, What we're seeing at that moment is the dark side creeping fears of doubt into Luke and thinking this dark side will, could become, create another Anakin situation. I need to snuff it out here. This is why he's so easily, uh, why Kylo is so easily triggered because he's like, I knew it. Even the good are ultimately bad. And that's what I've always thought deep down inside me all along. I have a natural tendency to want things to be as cynical as I am. And so I think the, what keeps him, it's not that he is, it's not that either is born perfectly bad or perfectly good. It's just that they have either a psychological or force-based tendency to see those outlets as the, the correct way. Okay. So, what in general what snoke would mean in that situation and maybe this is too much of a retcon is just that because there's always the call of leia and she's a strong force user uh there will always be some side of him that's why i think like he's like i know what i have to do but i don't i don't know if i have the strength to do it which means he knows based on the rules of the sith that he's supposed to kill his dad right now 
but he doesn't really want to do it because he he feels still this like little pull even inside he's not fully evil he just has he's just like because i mean that's the other part of the dyad too it's like they are connected he can't neither one can be fully one way or the other without destroying the other i think that's i i'm not sure if it it by the numbers i'm sure you can having being better versed in all the movies can find ways that it might not perfectly work or would have to be judged in such a way but in my mind it's that he was born of people who loved him who tried to raise him right but always there was this tendency to want to push in this direction and it's not like he can uh completely let go that's why he's tortured psychologically on the inside is because he's fighting these things and that's but i think it's the same way it's like why ray's ray was like abandoned by her parents left to rot and she's like i'm so hopeful (laughs) it's like that should not they should be in opposite straits but because their natural nature it to me it's like trying to make sense of what's there in the broader sense less so than the you're just recontextualizing what's there. No, I like it. I really yeah. do. I think you. I almost saw this like for a second. I almost forgot where we were. What podcast this was, and I thought this was just like the a deep new character reality analysis. that or, we live a, in. And I was like, oh yeah, a new, I thought it was just a deep <laughs> character analysis because this this could retroactively like I know it's a retcon, but it feels like it less of a work. retcon and more of like just a recontextualization. It's good because it's, it's yeah. like good. the thing is we don't have the details of what a forced dyad is, and I felt like oh that's yeah. what we're building to right. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. in the con, I, I, I look at the movies as their own thing. And I know we're sort of beyond that now into what Star Wars has become with Mando and stuff where it's like, oh, Star Wars is, is kind of recontextualizing all this stuff, taking some, like you said, and some of it's building out into what is becoming now the larger canon amongst shows and perhaps books and, and how they all fit together. So it's a little bit changing. But to me, it's like the movies are the movies. That's where it started. So if you want something to really matter, in the movies that should be introduced in the movies and explained mm-hmm. in the movies. It doesn't mean you can't take from the other stuff, but you should do a good job for people who, who've only seen the movies to make that make sense. And I feel like this force diet is so interesting and it becomes so important in this movie where it's like, Oh, I can come back to life just by absorbing it. So it must be powerful. Um, but I think, and I think like, play into it in a way where it's like for fans who want to see these two together and they see them as star-crossed lovers make the dyad the most powerful force in the universe that only fulfills their things for people who want to see something new in the force give this dyad some incredible dual powers that only they can activate together or something like that push it Mm -hmm. in that direction too um it it solves a lot of problems by creating something new and interesting out of what's already there um yeah yeah and one of the things that i'm liking in your interpretation is like usually in the trope where it's like one's ultimate evil one's ultimate good they're always like a hundred percent but the way that you're describing it to me the way i'm hearing it is like they're always a mix like there's never a hundred percent in one it's always like 60 40 30 70 like there's kind of a mix and they still like balance each other out that way i think that's really interesting well and we've seen that before too it's but i think what's interesting about star wars is that pure good does exist the light side of the force is pure good it's just that we are always 
fighting the temptation of sin or the dark side to reach that full thing. Like Luke, you know, just wailing away at his, his dad and just like feeling that temptation in that pull and Anakin ultimately succumbing to it. It's like Anakin was a sweet little kid. There was nothing in him naturally that felt like, Oh yeah, that kid's definitely going to like, it's, it's not, and, and, and nothing about Ben has seemed like he was always pure evil. It's just, it feels like he's such an edgelord tryhard who wants so bad to be the most powerful guy in the universe and wants this, this tendency that he feels in him. He doesn't want the hard path to be the right path. He wants the easy path that's, that's bad yeah. and makes him feel good. And I think Ray's journey would be to maybe the scales fall from her eyes force her to make some hard choices like star star trek style needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few make her realize that she can't be a hero for an entire galaxy with many needs without being without making sacrifices and out and realizing that being pure good isn't always so easy or something like that which means she has to give into this cynicism or darkness a little bit too. And they're neither one is, is pure. They, they like balance each other and then maybe can team up in just a big third act movie sense against whatever this big bad is either. It's, I mean, I think there's something interesting too about like these clones and he made Snoke and like, maybe there's other creatures or something like that, that are like made of these dark Sith experimentations or other things imbued with the force. That's what I was playing with. And I, I, I don't know what they would necessarily look like, but creepy is my idea, I guess. I, I got one. I got one. I got one. Hector coming in clutch. I got one. Do you remember what I said earlier about how in the old Canon, and I'm not sure about the new Canon, you can't clone force sensitive people because they always right. end up going crazy right what what if that was the big what if they unearth a bunch of like clones in suspension like force using clones in suspension and, and the two of them have to work together to stop the yeah. right or or like okay what if there we have a way of okay they always go crazy right so that means they're pretty much beasts you know it's like what if we take that and create something that has some sort of force power that is just purely bestial but has some sort of connectivity to the dark side or something and is capable of using these powers or something you know like that would be terrifying yeah right it would be really terrifying but it doesn't mean it's necessarily super intelligent it's not like some super calculating it lacks that because it's a pure rage beast but if they were like imagine how many toys you could sell <laughs> and if star wars is about anything it's about ewoks and selling toys but i mean like and those lucas are, those needs are his the... merchandising money exactly merchandising merchandising space balls the flamethrower like it's <laughs> uh and i guess the other the other guys their main thing would be i think finn we know i feel like it's i i as much fun as i think uh poe being gay and finn being in love with poe is just to make fans happy i feel like what they were setting up is a love triangle with rose finn and ray in the previous movie and so i feel like rose loves finn finn loves ray and ray realizes her first priority is figuring out this dyad with kylo 
whether that's love or something else. And so I feel like there would be some sort of like, you know, this, uh, some sort of pull of like Finn demanding that she stop exploring this thing because it's only going to bring you closer to the dark side. But he, in doing so driving her in that direction, just because she feels like she can't trust her friends anymore or something like that. But it, it's hard because it's like, you're dealing with characters who again, don't have the clearest third movie like goals or whatever outside of just being along for the ride. It's like, I don't know. Poe felt so ancillary in force awakens that when he's given his whole big thing in uh, the second one, it's like, okay. So obviously he's going to be like some sort of like general or strategist in terms of this third movie. Cause he's poised to be that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, mean, I mean, I feel like these movies should have like a big space shootout because they're star Wars movies. So maybe he's in charge of that and that's his deal. Um, but yeah, functionally it's hard. Cause like, I like the, I, I feel like love triangles are really fun and can be compelling, but there's something about the way this one is set up just naturally based on the components of it, where it's like, you don't really want either Finn or Rose to be completely jilted. And I think that's just why they sort of sideline both any romantic, whatever with them completely. It's because you don't really want either of them to be heartbroken because it doesn't seem fair. And mm-hmm there's no happy couple who smooches at the end of the movie that feels like besides Kylo that feels like, or Ky- uh, Raylo that feels like it's like, okay, yeah. sure. But it, it felt a little unearned in this one, but it felt like a little fan servicey too. So it's like, yeah, it wasn't uh, a love triangle in this trilogy. It was like a love dodecahedron or like love 4d chess, trying to right. figure out all the ships and relationships. It almost feels like someone should die. You almost want, I feel like there's something poetic about um, someone going off and dying in the third act, like Han was supposed to, and they made Dash Rendar do in Shadows of the Empire. I feel like there's something there, but I feel like what's more important is exploring the Force dyad, focusing on the main stories of those two characters, and then giving finn something to do i think your idea of making him giving him a lightsaber again is the best thing you could do with that character because that was one of the most fun ideas that we saw in the trailer that like never got really really yeah Yeah. i get i guess it was a fake out but at least keep some of it you know yeah what a fun fake out to tell every every black kid out there you're nearly a jedi yeah (laughs) what a nice what a nice canon you guys have Mace Windu, it's fine. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like 20 that's years true. Ago. Not shitting on Mace Windu, I mean, not shitting on Mace Windu, but just the fact that like that was the only Black Jedi. No, you're right. I mean, there is Mace and Mace rules and Samuel L. Jackson rules in general, but still, it's like, oh boy, I get a new character who represents me is kind of like it, it kind of as a fake out, it's not not great. It feels a little akin to the the spice runner thing we said earlier talk discussed yeah, yeah so that yeah that's still i that made me hate the movie a lot like i i can't yeah i one. remember like as soon as that happened you're like what the fuck like in the seat next to me too, like, what the fuck because like i read the leaks and that part was not mentioned in the leaks because that made because to some people whoever did the leaks was like it's not worth mentioning but i was just like <laughs> what the fuck are they doing 
Right. Like, this is I the mean, first Spanish-speaking actor in, that I recognize, at least I know, in Star, Star Wars, Wars film. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I was a huge fan back then. Like, I'm still am a huge fan, but nowhere. Yeah, like took the wind out of your sails. Yeah, that took the wind out of my sails. Mando brought some of it back, but it's not been the same. Yeah, Mando has been really satisfying to me because it's sort of given me everything I wanted, which was just, like, let's, I mean, but they still they still fall into the same tropes. It's like, yeah, but what's Luke doing? What if we CGI'd Luke? Because Luke's here. And I'm just like, stop resurrecting. I mean, I I wouldn't mind watching like a cartoon, a CGI cartoon where we see classic characters and we can explore that. But like, if if you're you're doing such a good job of not making this thing about Skywalkers or our central crew for the first time and giving me a Star Wars story, I really, com- it, like, it reminded me of reading Tales from Jabba's Palace as a kid and being like, oh, fun. So there's just a lot of interesting things happening in this universe. And we can explore those but like yeah it, it does I, I get a little bit like okay everything's connected and everything there's it's like no matter where we are in this giant massive galaxy everybody is 10 feet from a desert planet and you know it's like if we crash on jakku it's right next to that other thing on the planet just like if you crashed anywhere on earth <laughs> you'd be yeah. right next to you know what it's it's like i feel sometimes it feels like a, we spend so much time with these same folks that we're not having fun all right, so yeah, that's everything I have to say. Um, so yeah, uh, thank yeah, you so much you. for for having me on the show. I really appreciate I forgot it. to tell you the end, the end, the end uh, bits. Oh sure. Oh yeah. So so do you want to? Yeah. First, we do uh, fixes or not uh, grades. We do like letter grades, like you know, school of the actual movie. Yes. What your thought okay. of the original movie? Uh, then Hector has had us do uh, what we wa- what media we consumed, like a shout out kind in of in like feature. the last week or two. Yeah, oh, okay. something that anything stuck that's out. cool. Okay, uh, and then yeah, we kind of babble on, and then we sign out. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess this movie I would give like a D. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's like it's not completely without merit, but I both times i watched it it felt like it was like going back into surgery it like wasn't like it felt more fun as like an analyzing thing if i could say yeah and never once while i was watching it except for that like 20 minute span whereas i was like oh i'm watching a movie it was just like oh and then this scene happens and i gotta write about that it was like um and i liked i like both your rewrites on it i feel like either of those would be a more interesting movie and what was the other thing what what i've watched yeah um, yeah i've been watching a lot of the boys and i've been playing i just finished ghost of tsushima that's that's <gasps> that's like what i saw your really stream been. i yeah um so yeah that was that was really really fun and really enjoyable um and i'm doing some ace attorney and big time gamer so those things are Nice. i need to play so, yeah. attorney yeah i've just been playing monster hunter like some break ah fun yeah, yeah i gotta get into that i don't did, uh, if you if you, it's, it's you, a, if you like having a life don't it's i don't i don't i, I love the game it. but it's a grind fest yeah we fight over the switch just so we i want to fight it now it's me she tells yeah. me to edit the podcast so she has time to play i know what you're doing uh yeah that's where, where are you at in the boys? Because I'm like halfway through season two. I'm like towards the end of this most recent season. I haven't finished it yet, but but I'm not like 
Yeah. I felt like this movie out of the trilogy, I think I've given this uh, analogy, but it feels like uh, it showed up for the participation grade in the group project. <laughs> oh my god. Like, didn't do any homework, didn't help with any of the slides, and then finally, like, they'll go up to present, and they butchered everything, and the rest of the team's like, what the fuck? All of that was wrong, and now the professor... (laughs) So yeah, I guess, I don't know. Is that D-minus energy? That's D-minus energy. Yeah, I feel like participation gives it, like, too much credit, almost. It feels like (laughs) it showed up, it showed up, and it came there, and it's just, like, covered in dirt and dog shit. And then, like, flies are coming off of it. And everyone's like, what the fuck? You couldn't have showered? And they're like, what? You don't like Star Wars? Fuck you, then. And it's just like, what's your attitude? This is supposed to be fun for my family. Like, you don't you have doing? to describe a fighting game convention like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it do be like that. And yeah, and then he just goes over and then he plays Captain Falcon. And he just spams Falcon and Punch he... the whole time. He says he's a pro. Oh, dude. Only Ed, interrupted Ed... by an unending stream of slurs. Oh, dude. Ed is a Falcon. <laughs> Ed is a Falcon main. If you ever meet him, I'm, I'm, show, I'm, I'm going to show him. I'm going to tag that clip and just send it to him. Oh, like he no. thinks. <laughs> Impression? Whatever. Ganon yeah. stronger. Uh, <laughs> so much slower. I also play Smash. Uh, I love Smash. I love Smash. I am a Link main. Oh, there you go. I am uh, Yoshi main, believe it or not. Nice. I Respect. only play what will annoy Ed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I, she, I play she, Sonic she, and Ness. Oh, wonderful. Both wonderful characters. Both wonderful. Uh, what about yeah. you? What's your What's your letter? Oh, wait. You haven't done what you've been watching. Yeah. What have I been watching? That's a great question. What have I been watching? I can't remember. I know, right? Uh, uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter. I finally, like, I took a break and then we got uh, the DLC for Hector's birthday last month. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm not going to touch it. I was addicted to it. It's his birthday month. It's his <laughs> turn. And then he would play it on the couch and I'd be doing, like, work. And he'd be like, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> God. Like, the, it, the, tw- the Twitch came back and I started playing yeah. it and it was a lot of fun to come back to. Yeah. And I've been playing a lot of Oxygen Not Included again and I'm addicted to that game. Oh, I'm also yeah. really bad at that game. Uh, I'm also going to just a- add for Ed because he texted me this this morning. I recommended a game to him. I call it my train game, but it's called Sunless Skies. <laughs> it's... Uh, Lovecraftian trains in space. Cool. It's amazing, and he recommends it. I am telling you now, audience. Oh, he. Well, what he? Wait, he said. I he, will pull it up. Yeah. If it's not too like private, please pull up the actual text. It's not private. He's just like I played the game. I love the atmosphere. It's like five minutes into Sun the Skies. I love the feel, atmosphere, and music. Yeah. If you like Lovecraft Correct. shit, it's it's Perfect. it's it scratches the itch without the racism, which I like. Yeah. yeah, that's it's hard to avoid in those stories. I mean, it's just like every story. I was like, come on, man. What are you? Uh, but. So, what do you think of, Star- of Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker? A, plus, uh, right? You loved it. A, yeah, A. Plus. S. Love the fact that Poe was a. Uh, <laughs> A spice runner, just love oh, it. That's yeah. that's gonna love knock it. you a couple it, letter grades right there. It's a lot, most of them. It's a D. It's like a D. Oh really? I thought you were gonna go like uh, this is gonna be your cure for wellness episode. Uh, I'm not doing no okay. cure for wellness is a special hell. That one is like the <laughs> lowest grade ever. We it, I gave it an E. I was like fuck F. I'm gonna give it an E. <laughs> I, I hated that I, movie. I don't think I've seen that one. Don't. 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 If you okay, want to listen. Okay, watch if it. You... Jeez. Reverse psychology. <laughs> I get it. 
Um, God, I can't. What I saw something recently that was cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna do it. There is a YouTube video called Dragon Ball dance. Legends. Huh? It's just TikTok dance. Yeah, yeah it's like no. okay, I'm gonna do it, and just starts dancing. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is the Matt, part did of the you podcast. prepare your dance? What? Uh, there is a video on. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great April Fool's bit. I actually had. A, I just you. thought of like the our, our April Fool's Day episode. Uh... What show did we just start? Oh, you know what? We did start that show. Oh yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, everyone already knows about the rehearsal though, so I'm not gonna do the rehearsal. Oh, I've heard. I love I the have... rehearsal. I've started it. It takes me so long to get through Nathan for you type stuff because I'm just like, okay, I'm cringing. I need to stop for a few minutes. I get that. Yes, I almost had to stop through the first episode. Can I? So let me do my actual one before we can talk about Nathan for you or that one. There is a YouTube video by a guy called Agent Mystery Meat called Legend, a Dragon Ball tale. It is 11 and a half minutes. Oh, that one. Yes. It's a fan mate. Someone, some fan was like, I'm going to re like recontextualize Dragon Ball in an 11 and a half minute like fan film not c not super <laughs> not gt dragon ball like og dragon ball yeah. with bits of z in there yeah but like it's 11 and a half minutes it's a it it recontextualizes some stuff it's animated by one dude it took him like 10 years to make eight or 10 oh, years wow. and it's amazing it's it puts beautiful. a lot of anime to shame like Link me that because i watched the original dragon ball i'll send it to you right now uh yeah, yeah tweet it at me i'll 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 or DM, DM you on it. Yeah. I'll DM it to you. But yeah, no, it's amazing. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's mine. Yeah. So before we head out, uh, do you want to plug your? Yeah, please. Your, yeah, yeah, I think I did. But yeah, the show is called Made Up Movies. It's me and my co-host Mike Kolar, my best friend from high school, and uh, we uh, take suggestions from listeners like you, and. Uh, people send in fake movie ideas and we review them like they're real so like someone's like the president is a dog and that's the movie it's president dog president golden retriever and then we have to improvise in real time a movie uh with that uh with that story and yeah we we ramble a lot but we eventually in the last 20 minutes or so actually get through the plot of the movie and uh yeah it's a lot of fun and uh if you like the show uh, check out our Patreon. We just put out our first bonus episode. Um, Congrats. Prem- Thank you. And our, our premise of that is that uh, all the movies that we get are from an alternate universe uh, where these movies actually exist. And so uh, Kolar and I have gone to the video store in the alternate universe to find rare finds. So in this episode, you'll hear us at the video store. And uh, Kolar discovers a movie about uh, little German children who fight the Nazis to uh, make sure that people respect German chocolatiers who have, uh, you know, lost lost their acclaim due to the, the menace of Hitler. So they're using chocolate and strudels to fight the Nazis with the help <laughs> of an American prisoner of war and uh, a French guy who no one can understand because no one speaks <laughs> French. And they put on a little later hosen, you know, dance routine. Uh, so that's you'll get for five bucks a month on our Patreon. You'll get that episode and then whatever other one we do. I've got some really stupid ideas to that I'll find in the video store. Um, but yeah, and you can also put in like extra money if you want. There's a premium tier if you want to get your uh, movie idea made right now. Please, no death threats. We tried to do a Star Wars one. The guy was not happy about that. Wait, was that uh, real? I thought that was a gag. <laughs> 
<laughs> Even there was no real death threats, but there, the guy who suggested that was really mad at us. Okay. He was furious. He was furious because, like, he had sort of like we did with our, our fixes right now. He's like, he's like, I was like, we recorded the episode. He's like, you should have consulted me. And I was like, well, that's not the show. It's him. <laughs> and he was still mad. He's like, fine, but I'll do a takedown on my own podcast of you guys. I'm like, well, don't tell us. Damn. That. that just makes, I'm like, I don't understand. I feel like you had an idea for your movie. It's like, it sounds like you already wrote that one, pal. It's made up movies. They're made up. Just, They're made up. Yeah. Just, uh, just do it yourself as a bonus episode or something, my man. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. Wait for Patty oh, yeah. Jenkins to release it if that ever actually <laughs> comes out. Do the Patton Oswalt one from Parks and Rec. Oh my god, that's so great. Uh, but yeah, that's made up movies and we're on all the platforms and whatnot, so please check us out if you get a chance. They're uh, really funny, so I much. can attest. Oh, thank you <laughs> yeah, so much. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, this thank is you. a lot of fun. Way crazy long. I know we went on for a long time. Oh, it's uh, a two-parter for sure. <laughs> it's our first two-parter. Don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a blast. Uh, let me know if you guys ever want to play D and D I'm always down and yeah, that's all for me. Perfect. All right. All right. Uh, uh have a good day, everyone. Yeah. Oh, wait, we should probably say we, we, where you can find us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. You can email us. You can email us. Our Twitter is at reshoot movie PO one. Our Instagram is reshoot, reshoot underscore underscore podcast podcast. Email is reshootpodcast at gmail.com. Send us all your mail. Not all your... Yes, all your mail. I messed that up, but I'm going to keep <laughs> Send it. Send us a bills. picture of a leaf. <laughs> all your bills. Yes. We're not going to pay them, but we will have access. And since you sent it to us, we can legally read them. I think that's the law. Don't quote me on this, lawyers. Send As us a joke. Um... Send us audio messages that give away your evil plan in the first five minutes of the movie and just say that you somehow returned. And, uh, if you're a clone, you legally have to tell us. You can't. <laughs> Dude, you clone? You gotta tell me, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, man. Thanks, you guys. All right. Yeah, thank you for joining. Have a good, have a good day, everyone. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.